It's episode 197 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting with the co-founders of Uvolve Healing Center, Dr. Kate Rodriguez. She is the clinical director and also a licensed professional counselor for Uvolve. And also Malika Wiley. She's the director of operations and a licensed marriage and family therapist. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yes, yes absolutely. And that was a mouthful. I was telling them <laughs> beforehand, I was practicing the intros because what I said is just such a small portion of what these ladies do and, and uh, the certifications that they've earned and, and we'll get into that. But first, I have to comment on this beautiful office building. So we're at 433 Tonkawa. This place is incredible. And Kate gave me a tour, Dr. Kate. And doctor, do you mind you know, giving us a little bit of background about this beautiful building? Yeah, sure. It's over a hundred year old building. Um, that was my dad's law office for 45 years. Um, him and my mom started their law practice here. They did not work together very well. They could have used Malika back then, but she wasn't born yet. Yeah. And um, my dad said, you know what? You would be a great judge. And so he made her run for judge and she was a judge my whole life. So this was his office. Wow. And my grandpa is the one who fixed it all up. I think it's a work of art, just the woodwork and things that he did. And so... Um, yeah, so it was a law office, very manly, almost like a frat house for a very long time. It had all Mexican revolutionary art. That's amazing. Which was beautiful, but not the kind of vibe we were going for when we turned it into a mental health um, facility. And so he said, make it your own, make it your own. And so I did. And so I just redecorated room by room by room. And it took a while, but here we are. You did amazing. I mean, as soon as you walk into this place, so welcoming, just beautifully curated, um, calming. Uh, the vibe is is so peaceful. It's just, it's just fantastic. Like y'all have definitely established what, what you wanted to do. Malika, did you see it before it was renovated? I did. And so when I met Kate, you know, she just was using the back office. And so seeing the transformation, especially during COVID, so Kate and I could come in and fix it up, the wallpaper. If anyone comes in, that's that's me, right? <laughs> Kate picked it out. Kate is like literally the most creative, decorative person. And I'm like, all right, I, I can put the wallpaper up and I can hang this up and do things like that. So it's been a phenomenal transition from like where we started, where it was and like, where we are right now so. absolutely and for y'all to be able to work on it together mm -hmm. so i want to go back to that so okay for anybody who's interested in reading more information although you're going to be hearing it straight from their mouths but you guys can go to uvolvehealingcenter.com and from there there's like a background about y'all story and everything mm -hmm. but i would love to hear it from your own words so how did y'all meet and how did this idea of opening this place come to be you can start okay. it I'll, I'll start. So I actually was at the Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, I'd been there for about eight and a half years, and I knew I wanted something more. That's a whole nother story in itself, mm -hmm. right? And so one of our mutual friends at the time introduced us, and I was just like, I want to start a private practice. And so she's like, you have to meet Dr. Kate. She's like loving, kind, y'all's vibes fit. And so I, um, I met Kate. You were... Yeah, she just called me and I was like, okay, like, come yeah. on. Over. So one thing about me is that I'm always down to meet other mm -hmm. women and any way I can help. Like, I was lucky enough to have an office space here and I had an office next to me that I had redone for this, like, because I just had some friends who need an office every once yeah. in a while. So I was like, I'm lucky enough to have this opportunity. I was pretty much a squatter in my dad's law office. He loved it. Yeah. And so I was just like here for for eight years. I'm just hanging out like in the back. And so I was like, I can help other people, you know, and starting a private practice, all the business stuff. They don't teach us that in mm -hmm. mental health master's programs. So since I had a lawyer at my disposal, I wanted to be able to share those kind of tips and tricks with other people who were in you know a similar position so she came in and I was in a session and I walked downstairs I had never met her before and she's in the freaking lion's den mm -hmm. she is with my dad whose nickname was El Kukui because he was like literally like the boogeyman. Wow. And then like four of his friends and they are saying all kinds of inappropriate stuff. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I just met her. 
come, just come upstairs, come upstairs, get away from here. And the fact that she didn't get offended. I was like, those are my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, she didn't get offended. Awesome. We're yes. doing good. And so um, she was running an office just here and there. And then um, fast forward when my dad was getting, um, his cancer was advanced and he was, um, he couldn't come upstairs anymore. And he was like, I need you to make this building your own. I'm not going to be here forever. Um, and so I was like, okay. And he had this, um, person that worked with him who was like, you might as well just sell it. Cause I don't know how you're going to do it. You're just a counselor. Oh my You can't make enough you're money. Just that, you're just a counselor. You're just a counselor. You're never going to. And I'm, I'm playing it off. And I was like, okay, um, whatever. Like, I'll see what I can do. Send me all the bills for the year and I'll, I'll figure out a plan. She's like, oh, I would love to. And just like putting me down. For like, sure. Like not, nothing. can't wait to hear that you couldn't do it. Right. Yes. And so I acted real cool, but inside I was kind of freaking out. Like, oh my God, how am I going to pay all the bills? And it's like, that's <laughs> just a counselor. <laughs> so I went to the farthest corner of this office where no one could hear me. And I called Malik and I was like, I know you're a big dreamer. I know we always said we wanted to start a, a group practice. I can't do this by myself. I need somebody who has strengths that are my weaknesses. And like, I am an overachieving shit show. <laughs> she likes spreadsheets and policies and procedures Ooh. and all the stuff that I, I don't even like, I hear policy and procedure. I'm, I'm just like, I'm done. Yes, asleep. <laughs> and so I caught her and I was like, do you really want to start a group practice? Like I have a building. I need to do a lot of work, but if you're down, let's do it. Because I knew that I could do it by myself, but I would not have the quality of life that I want. I would not be able to be there for my family. And I would have to do a lot of stuff that does not bring me joy. Yes. And I knew somebody who the stuff that doesn't bring me joy brings her joy. Like when she came up with a a policy manual, she was so proud of herself. That's all she talked about. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Where do can, you even I begin? Show you. I can show you. Please. So that's kind of why we teamed up. That and why is we started. Amazing. I was like, absolutely. Right. And so it just evolved into what we are. We did have a few other names before we settled with Yuval. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm always interested in how people settle on a name. Tell me about this. So we were going to be called Flourish. At first, and we had oh, like we wanted the healing center, the healing and we center. were dead set. But then um, that's THC, yeah. <laughs> so it was taken. It I was think. it was definitely taken. That is like, so dang. funny, of course. <laughs> and so I called Kate. I don't know if it was like two, three in the morning. It was way too early, right? But my creative mind, I'm going in my juices and all that, and I'm just like, evolve, like. We had brainstormed, wrote down all of these names. We're like, what do we want people to feel when they walk in? And Evolve was on there and some other words. And I was like, Evolve. Like, Evolve. Oh, my gosh. Like, Evolve. I was like, I want a name that's not really a word that we make up so nobody else has it. Straight up. Yes. And she's like, like, what? I was like, oh, I don't. I don't actually make them. Up. <laughs> <laughs> My brain doesn't. I don't have like the creative. She's like, I smart, thought of it. Like, but go for it. Yeah, she's all, I, you're, you're the executor. That is yes. so funny. Like, I was like, no, I want a word that nobody has. And yes. you did it. Mm-hmm. And I love that you called her at whatever time it was. Did you answer? I think. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I was super. And the thing is, like, once we we both. It was like, yeah, that's. That's our name. That's the and then, one. of course, now we're like Evolve Healing Center. And we're like, oh, we're on a movement it's for everyone to evolve. Like, we're evolving. Yes, it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it, and, and I'm going to touch on it briefly, but I, I, I want to go back, <laughs> is that y'all's mission is beyond therapy. And I thought that that was a really cool mm-hmm. statement because it is more about the individual progressing beyond and, you know, evolve. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so good. Like, y'all tie the idea together really well. Um, but I want to go back real quick. So Dr. Kate, I really like that you laid out exactly what you wanted in terms of your business, but also prioritize what you wanted. That is, that's really big. Um, and I think a lot of people will cast that aside to, you know, start the business without necessarily taking into consideration their needs. And then also recognizing where Malika filled in you know, where you lacked. I don't necessarily like saying that, but you oh, know, no, yeah, totally, you, yeah. you just, you know, you felt that she was uh, better at it. Yeah. Um, so important and so smart when it comes to uh, an undertaking such as this. Because mm-hmm. not only are you starting a private practice, you're also renovating a building. I mean, wild. 
Yeah. Yeah. So and then the way it worked was really interesting, too, because um, so we started in 2020 is when we filed for the business mm-hmm. and everything. But which is also incredible. Because yeah. We all know what happened in 2020. Yeah. And we didn't really start getting going till 2021 ish. Mm-hmm. And um, I lost my dad that year. And so he had told me to take this whole thing on. If I cry in my bed, I'll let you know. No, no, no. You you, you do your thing. I'm (laughs) so sorry. But so, like, I'm thank you. And so I'm here in this building where, like, stories, legends have been created. There, this, we call the downstairs room that I showed you the chamber of secrets because when I, you could hear that door close from all the way up here and you knew some shit was going down. (laughs) Either somebody's going to walk out there and run, like, file with their papers to file to run for office or the FBI's here or a press conference or I see news trucks or my dad being like, either stay the fuck in your office or go home because you can't hear what's happening. Wow. Okay. And this is my childhood. I grew up here. Mm -hmm. They would pick me up from school and I'd hang out upstairs. Like, this is where I grew up, right? So to step into the shoes... Like, step into this office role where this was always El Cucuy's. This is my dad's. This was a place that everyone would stop at. You knew, like, there was always something going on here, right? And so to step in, to take that undertaking after he died, and after all that, I've been through a whole lot of tragedies in the past decade. And so first we lost my brother, and then my dad. And then my dad got diagnosed with cancer within 24 hours. And so... It was like, I'm the only child. Now I'm going to have to take care of, you know, yes. everything. Yeah. Yep. But not only the responsibilities and starting my own family, but the fact that I didn't want to put my whole life into work the way he did. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to have my family and go to all the games and practices. And Malika did too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we understood each other in that. And during that beginning, when my dad was in hospice and then eventually passed away, I was like, I can't see clients for a while. Like, I'll see my regular clients, like the ones I've already established, but I'm not going to take on anybody else. Um, I'm going to take on the building. You take on, like, the structure and that part of stuff. So she did a lot of, like, the back-end stuff while I did the building, like, there would be days where I just got here and I'd be so pissed off. Like, why did he die? And, you know, mm-hmm. like, and why did he have so much shit? To- yeah. <laughs> like, there's one day she showed up. There's one day she showed up and I was throwing old legal books out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was throwing her out the door. It was, and she just, like, took off her shoes and started doing it with like, me. That's her process. Yes. That's a process. That's exactly it. right. Yes. So it was, like, my grief process was put into the building while she helped establish I mean she did establish all the back end stuff and so it was like we had to be able to recognize like our lives are changing in many different ways mm-hmm. both of us yes. and we didn't want to drown in work we still wanted to be happy and be there for our family and not continue this cycle that a lot of the baby boomers did where it for was sure. like hustle 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 yes. and never live so until true. you retire so true right? yeah and we did make a place upstairs, though, for our kids. And so sometimes her daughter and my boys will have little yoga and meditation sessions upstairs. Wow. Her daughter's usually a teacher. I love that. <laughs> Is she older? She's older than your yeah, son, right? She's yeah, she's 10 now. She's, and I, I got to be around her for that brief bit for that workshop and she was very mature yeah yeah she's in tune with her emotions i love that (laughs) but i mean it's so important that you teach her that Mm -hmm. so to go back to your father incredible man and it sounds like he taught you so much Mm -hmm. how to roll with the punches but also he taught you like you know okay i've seen what it's like to be immersed in work all the time and i realize i i'd like to you know uh change course some that's such an important lesson because you got to see what it was like for him um just an incredible memory that you shared of him and i also think it's so important that you were here for her during the grieving yeah Um, and i'm sure it's ongoing but it but uh you know for y'all to cement your personal relationship as well as your business relationship and realize like okay like this is exactly where i'm supposed to be and who i'm supposed to be with it is and honestly during those times like i feel like it was just the other day but i felt like that is where kate and i honestly i'm the emotional one out of us but i'm like those are the times where i felt like we really got to bond like our shoes are off where 
cleaning up, decluttering. I'm hearing stories and memories. We're going down memory lane, but also like being in the present and enjoying. And it was like looking back at it now, I'm like, that is why we are so close. That is why we, I feel like at the foundation of our relationship is just like this respect and knowing like you are a human, I am a human, we have the same goal and we can pivot together. We can go through hard shit together and we're going to create some beautiful things yes. in the midst of it. My goodness. Yeah, and that y'all have and yeah. continue to do because y'all have expanded quite a bit because initially it started off with the two of you. Just us two. Yeah. And now how many clinicians do y'all have under y'all? I mean, how many people total? Like five others, right? Two interns, three therapists. One's about to go on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And then an admin person. That is fantastic. That's Dana. Yeah. Shout out Dana. Yeah. She's the one that scheduled this for <laughs> yes. me. She was great. Very responsive. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I had heard your podcast since your mother had told me about it years ago. And um, I had listened to you. And then when we scheduled this, I got all excited. And I was like, I want to see who else. Like, I know, like, you know, who has been on it. And I saw that you, Dr. Um, Dr. Ree was on here. Yes, and so yes. I was doctor like, now, that's right. I, I was like, I want to listen to hers because I had just gone to her dissertation defense and I listened to, and this is, this is a very typical Katie and Malika story. So I listened to her podcast um, that morning, like on yours, your podcast, right? And then no shit, a couple hours later, she texts me and was like, I'm ready to talk about private practice and how we can collaborate. And I was like, wait, wow. guess what? And so she was actually here yesterday and we planned our first wow. like workshop where yeah. she's going to come in and she'll probably be working with us like oh my um, doing some workshops and things. That yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, oh, and so important. I feel like since the beginning, we've been like that like pay attention to the signs mm -hmm. know when you're like when you're on the right path like you know i had already had like i had already talked to her like to re about like collaborating because she's so wonderful she's ray of freaking sunshine yes like, she is yeah. you know and but those are the kind of things that we always paid attention to like the first workshop we had here was actually with um emma um from um Skeleton key. Oh my gosh, she's fantastic. Yeah, she was like, how do we, can we collab? And I was like, you know what, what a perfect mm -hmm. first workshop to have here. Like after, it was like when we had first started, like bringing in people um, face to face again after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was actually in this room. It was. We Creatrix. had, yeah, it was called Creatrix. I wanted to go to this. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about and I couldn't and I was disappointed and it's, it was a great event I heard. I'm yeah. putting it out there that we're going to do it again. I yeah. hope you do I, and I would like to be here. Yeah. But, but the reason why I bring it up is because I think that that was one of the pivoting like pivotal moments for us because we wanted people to know that it's not just regular counseling where mm -hmm. you're just in a room tell me about your feelings yes. how does that make you feel we accept people for whoever they are whatever whoever they love whatever religion whatever whatever and so that was one of the moments where a lot of people were like so i could talk about my crystals I can talk about astrology. That's yeah. wonderful. Can I tell you what my card reader said? And we're not going to be here like, I'm sorry. Like, that's yeah. this is. Or isn't I can tell you about my kink, or I can tell you about yes. how I am the first one to come to therapy, but I don't want to be judged. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, you're going to support me. And we're just like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that's what we have mm -hmm. stood for. And I feel like that, like, all the therapists here have a different specialty, right? I yep. do the forensic. She does the couples. We have a child therapist. We have one for teens. We have a lot of different specialties. Yes, so important. But that's what brings us all together is yeah. that we are the place where people go to when they don't feel accepted in traditional setting. Yes. No, that I'm thank you for saying that because it is so cool to see the unique disciplines mm -hmm. all under one roof. So there really is something for everybody. And when I was reading bios for the clinicians and what everybody's specialties were, there were things that I'm like, wow, okay, like that's some heavy stuff, you know, that y'all are open to, you know, helping people move through um, such important work. And so what led y'all down this particular path so therapy and counseling why did you choose it as your career 
You can go first. I, <laughs> I chose mine. So I grew up, I'm an army brat, right? So both my mom and dad were officers in the military for 20 plus years. So I wow. moved around. My childhood consists of moving to different cities. All um, in the States or were you ever overseas? I They didn't take me overseas. So my mom was stationed in Korea. And so that's when my sister and I lived in Greenville, Mississippi, um, cause she didn't want to have to be there for three years and just, she's like, I'm just going to go for a year. You can live with your grandparents. Um, <laughs> but so we moved around and moving around at such a young age and getting to like meet different individuals. I was, I'm also, I call myself empathetic, right? Um, or empath. I just felt things and people were just so willing to share with me. And it just made sense in my head of like, Oh, I can sit with you. Ooh, I wonder about this. Um, and of course, the traditional, I have daddy issues, right? And so I try to go into therapy and, and fix that. Um, but it wasn't until my master's program, or sorry, undergrad, that I was like, I'm really drawn to counseling. Um, I was going to be an OBGYN at first. Wow. And then I, so I was pre-med psychology. I shadowed a OBGYN and realized she does not have the work-life balance mm-hmm. that I am trying to have. Um, and Good for you. Thank you. And then it was um, a psychology class for couples that really opened my eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I found my niche. Like this is my my people's. And so that's what led me down, the, the shorter version of what led me down to very good. Yeah. So you just went with what felt best, like what resonated best. What resonated, what felt best. Um, I knew I didn't want to go into the military. Um, that is what led me down the path of working at the VA. So after I graduated, mm-hmm. there, the military is my culture. I get I, it. I, I love, I still work with veterans now, even though I mean, like, that's I'm very important. They need help, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I knew I wanted to take a untraditional kind of route and yeah it's working for you and what I love about it is that I have a tendency to overthink and so like what should I do with my life and this kind of thing you went with what felt best and now you're doing something that is perfect for you oh I'm sure there was a lot of overthinking there was a lot of overthinking (laughs) because I'm just like and a lot of and yet you still you know I did I did I did um, I am a recovering people pleaser. Mm. And so a lot of my path took me to places where I'm just like, this isn't, I know you want me in this position, but this doesn't feel good. And so luckily I've had some great mentors, my own therapy throughout where, um, I may not have had the courage to be like, no, I don't want to do that. But then I can hear like a mentor or a friend being like, girl, that is not what yes. you want to do. And so yes. I've definitely worked on, worked on that. No, that's huge. I, yeah, also yeah. recovering people pleaser. <laughs> I, I identify with that very yes. much. So for me, I was pre-law. I was going to be, they've been calling me the little politician since I was in pre-K. Um, I, You're so poised. Like, I get it. And I, also, I want to do anything you tell me to do. Like, I just, <laughs> seriously, I'm like, Dr. Kate, what do you need from me? I'll do it. You yeah. just have that vibe. Yeah, you can ask people in the courthouse. Like, since I was a kid and still to this day, I'll just like walk around and go say hi to everybody and be like, how are you today? Where are you at? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going I on? I love that. Yeah, like, I just love, probably why me and your mom get along. Yes, like, for sure. Walk around no, the I can see her like, gravitating to you like be my friend yeah for sure um and and so I was I was pre-law I was everything well in my undergrad I even went to George Washington University in DC I interned for a congressman I did all the things you did all the things things. my junior year my dad got into a huge legal battle um that's a story for a different day (laughs) and I just was like I just want to get out of here and all these things were happening so I did my study abroad in in Buenos Aires and my selling point was well the cost of living is a lot less than Washington DC and they were like okay go so I went So I I studied over there and uh, while I was there, there were tons of mental health professionals. That's not something I ever knew anything about. I went to see a counselor one time when I was in high school because I was a cheerleader and got scared of doing my back in spring. They tried to hypnotize me. Didn't work. Uh, I love that you tried it though. I did. I tried it. It did not work. Um, I think I just didn't want to do it. Anyways, um, while I was there, I lived with the host family. So it was a couple of their early 60s, and they were empty nesters. And um, 
in my fifth month there, my host father died of a sudden heart attack. And I had to, I didn't have to, but I, I stayed there. Obviously, I wasn't going to be like, oh, bye, this is weird. Yes. So I stayed there and I, I realized I was good with being uncomfortable in this mm-hmm. kind of situation. Um, she would say things like, I'm just so mad at him. Like, why did he eat like that? Why did he keep smoking? And why? And she's like, but I can't be mad because he's dead. And I'm like, yeah, you can. You feel mad, be mad. And I just like didn't judge. Yes. And the daughter, the adult daughter would come over and I had like a little balcony in mine. And she'd be like, I need a cigarette, Katia. Can I, can I go out there? Don't tell my mom. And I would sit out there with her too and like listen to her. And I was just there and I helped with the funeral stuff. Like I answered the phone when she couldn't. Wow. There were days where she wanted to get out of bed and I was like, let me go pick up some food yeah, for you us. You know? in. Yeah. And I just realized that non- like creating a non-judgmental place for somebody to just have their uncomfortable feelings and being able to sit in an uncomfortable spot was my jam. Yes. And I was like, I like this. Like being a daughter of two politicians, I knew what kind of conflict that was going to occur. And I have a big mouth and I always speak up when I see something wrong. Yes. And so so I was like, I'm going to have a whole life of conflict, man. (laughs) Like if he's in this trouble now, like, I don't know how this is going to work out because I have my dad's personality. Right. And so I was like, I can channel that into advocating for clients. I can just listen. And like my parents were great at non like being nonjudgmental. Like everybody came through this office Mm -hmm. for help from Mm -hmm. every kind of socioeconomic background you can imagine. And so I saw how my dad would be like, (laughs) I'd be like, oh, my God, like. I saw so-and-so there. What did he do? And he'd be like, Katie, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody fucks up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he... Amen. And, and my mom, yeah. as a judge, was always, like, trying to see everything fair and looking at things from a non-judgmental. So I was like, I have this non-judgmental superpower that I didn't realize could be used for something else. Yes. Um, you know, I grew up with, I told you my dad's mug shots were on, on the wall all these oh, yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, right there. And it had like a little um, plaque that said, there's still hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've just been, I, I realized that that's what I wanted to do. So I came, I wanted to join the Peace Corps, but I was dating somebody at the time who talked me out of that. And so I ended up coming back here to work on a campaign and so while I was here, I was like, ah, I'm going to go get my master. Hey. <laughs> and here we are. No, I mean. Two degrees later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're a PhD now. Yeah. So I went after the master's. I went to go talk to one of my professors. My grandpa had just passed away. I was a principal for a hot minute. Wow. I was not good at it. And so I was That's like. That's a tough job. Ugh, Education's yeah. tough. Yeah. I couldn't do it because I didn't want to kick anyone out of school. I wanted to be like, why? why yes. Did let's you, talk about it. Why did you yes. bring this? Why are you cussing out the teacher? Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about it. But mm-hmm. I couldn't. So I went to a professor, Dr. Fernandez, and I was like, Dr. Fernandez, what do I do? Like, where do I go? Where do I belong? And she's like, you belong in the PhD program because you're going to do some big stuff and you're probably going to get married or have kids one day and you're not going to come back to school, but you're single now. Do it. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Fernandez. Right. Yeah. And so I went back to get it. And then um, during right after I applied, I got back together with my high school boyfriend now we're married with oh my kids. god congratulations <laughs> i love stories she like was that right oh uh, yeah no she knew she's like come on corpus story so i know yeah. oh god hey whatever <laughs> it, it, it's it's working beautifully for you i love that story uh, so i have a question right because obviously y'all provide a non-judgmental um, environment for people mm-hmm. to share is it difficult for y'all to remain impartial if you know that maybe they're encountering you know, poor behavior from like a family or from a husband or something like that. Is it difficult for y'all to remain impartial in that regard when it comes to your client? Hmm, that's kind of tricky. I know I couldn't. I'd be like, that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, he sucks. But like, obviously you can't do that. And not just he, could have been she. I mean, we have people come in here with so many negative influences in their lives. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm that are weighing on them and so it's hard but sometimes we have to encourage people like i mean sometimes it's like your mental health or your mom yeah Mm -hmm. but y'all have but y'all are in the position to do that to give them that choice you Mm -hmm. know you're you're 
presenting their options to them. Yeah, like we never tell anybody what to do, but yeah. we will help. I like to say we help them find clarity. And so if different, first of all, we're also the metaphor queen, so we like to use metaphors. That's but perfect. Different, I don't find anything wrong with going down metaphorically the different journeys. And so it's like, okay, if you journey down this one where your mom's not in your life, what does that look like? If you journey down this one where you try to continue to set boundaries with her and she ignores you, what's the outcome mm -hmm. of this? If you go down the journey of, I love my mom dearly and I'm just going to have to cut her off because she continues to have these behaviors, then what does that look like? Okay. Knowing that we can't control anybody but ourselves. Right. You have choices. Let's talk about all, all the different journeys. And I love so that. It's so empowering too. Being, yeah, being able to put it in that form, I feel like is very beneficial because yes, we're non-judgmental, but we also can help you find clarity. But it's up to you to make the choices. 100%. But we will present some options and yeah. be there to hold your hand and walk you through all of them. Yeah, and help you see. I think that's so mm -hmm. important. And I think that was kind of one of the big things too when we did Creatrix with Emma was she was like, people come to me and they want Olympia to get rid of all the negativity. Mm -hmm. But sometimes she goes, sometimes I want to be like, girl, are you ready for to get rid of that husband? Yeah. Right. Because that might be that negativity. Exactly. You know, are you ready to cut off your best friend to start new? Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and so... Um, that's kind of where that collaboration came from too. Yeah. It was a place of like, you want to live your best life. You want the best mental health, but are you willing to make, do the work and yes. make some sacrifices? Do the work, exactly. Sometimes you have to do. Yep. Yeah. We have lots of people who have had to have very firm boundaries with family mm -hmm. and it's been some of the best things that happen to them absolutely and our therapy too i love so if i circle back to um one thing we tell our clinicians and kate and i do is we are tr therapists but we're not the traditional therapists of just sit on the couch and mm -hmm. so we are really like let's role play right i will be the mom and i'm going you've told me how she behaves and things like that and let's let you utilize your skills. Let's practice. We're in a safe place. That like is we're wonderful. Here. Because we do know the more we practice, not practice makes perfect. We don't believe in that. Yeah. But practice makes you a little more confident to use the tools that you need when you need them. Truly. Right? Yes. And so I I love that part too because when people see us out, they're like, oh my gosh, like y'all aren't like other therapists or I've tried other therapists. No, no dig on other therapists. Right. If you guys right. Are listening to this. Yeah. Um, but just our style and our vibe. We're just a little free. I don't know. Yeah. I and I most of the time answer the door downstairs without shoes on. <laughs> I love that I, so much. I drop F bombs sometimes. Yeah. Like we um, in our intake with people will be like, we show them the real us. Yes, that's, you know? yes. Because if we want them to be authentic, we need to be authentic, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, this is who I am. And I'm sorry, if, if I'm not the person for you, because you're not going to click with the first therapist you ever meet mm -hmm. in yep. all circumstances, you know? Like, yep. we have so many different personalities here that you'll probably vibe with somebody. But that's why we do, like, our 15-minute consultations. Very important. I might do a consultation with someone and be like, oh, no, you need, like, you need Andy. Mm -hmm. Andy would be the therapist for you. Right. Or, like, you'll vibe totally with Malika. Like, you know, like, sometimes, because we can all help people with certain, like, anxiety and depression and yes. their Trauma life. And, yeah, mm -hmm. like, we, we are all equipped with that. But we have different personalities with different passions. And so sometimes it's important to be able to, if we're not showing our true authentic selves, then they're not going to know who right. they click with the best. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important that y'all prioritize that because mm -hmm. you really want, you know, your clients to be comfortable and to get the best results. And so y'all consider that. That's yeah. hugely important. I want to go back to what you had said about being able to help with anxiety and depression because I know that's where like you tend to focus when it comes to your clients here at the practice. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and something that was mentioned in your bio that I had never heard before but immediately identified with is compassion fatigue. Oh, yeah. Okay, give us a little bit of detail about that because I have never heard of compassion fatigue. And interestingly, I had a in my Discover page for Instagram right after I had read it, something oh, popped up and I was like, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Um, so a lot of, I love 
helping the helpers. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have started to realize that the helpers need help oh, after the definitely. pandemic, especially. My goodness. And, um, you know, like during the first thing that pops in my head is like the, um, the nurses, the nurses during the pandemic, everybody was like, they're not listening to me. I need this. I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they were like seeing these people die. They were the only people cause other people weren't allowed in there and yep. they were having to see all these things and be at the front lines and like they felt for them, but it would just like every day having, having people die on them or every day having these such sad situations like one thing after another so it's like they have the compassion but it's it gets freaking tiring and us as therapists we have to um watch ourselves for that too because there, there are times we'll say something so my husband's a bar owner okay right so he has two bars and so the things that he deals with and the things that i deal with are quite different so if I come home from a long day and I don't feel like talking that much or I seem, you know, I have a tone for sure or whatever it <laughs> we is. We all do. Yeah. Um, there was one time I'll never forget where he was just like, what's your problem? Why do you seem so pissed off today? And I was like, I heard four rape stories today, oh but tell goodness. me again about your beer order. Yeah. And I was like, that was so bitchy. And I had to check myself. Right. And I was like, I am so sorry. Yes. Like, that was judgy. That was wrong. And like, I mean, we're, we're human, yes. you know? Oh, and, yeah. And so it's like, that was a perfect example of compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. I was not just hearing these stories, but I was, these are clients I care about. These are clients I spend an hour with weekly, just one-on-one. Wow. You know? I mean, and you can't help internalizing that. Yeah. And so when we catch ourselves doing those, you know, having yeah. those moments, it's like, okay, so that's an example of like, the compassion fatigue like it, it gets tiring mm-hmm. you know and so but and so that's another reason why um it's like burnout a little yes. burnout some secondary trauma from hearing the stories or i like your nurse absolutely example, hearing the story seeing it um feeling helpless that you can't help or that yeah. you've done all that you can the helplessness do. So those combined can equal that compassion fatigue. And over time, it's like the most sweetest person, they might become a little more cynical or um, just not care. Or they're like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the world's going to do what the world's going to do. Yeah. Kind of thing. And you're like, oh, <laughs> It man. is what it is. And sometimes we, you can tell if you have a little compassion fatigue, if you're like, man, that's me. Or I've just like given up hope or I'm just like, what, what the fuck ever? Yeah. Well, right? you know, you can't invest as much into it. It's like, you know, you, you have to kind of cut it off because you, you start to suffer from it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I, and a key point that you had made or that is made in your bio on the website about compassion fatigue is that people are filling up people so much that they're neglecting themselves. Yeah. And that's where y'all step in and remind them and help them, mm-hmm. you know, remember yeah that's why we love um talking to people about burnout because especially um women right now who are trying to juggle so many different roles and it's hard you know like when you're juggling so many different things and you're just caring for everybody else and you forget to fill up your own cup um you get you get burnt out and when you're burnt out you ain't gonna help anybody nope Nobody's cup. Nobody's yeah. cups gonna get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody's cups are getting knocked over. Yeah, there's a cat in there. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of burnout, so Dr. Kate, you are gonna be at the West Women's Conference on October 18th, and you're gonna be doing break two breakout sessions, two I believe, breakout. about mm-hmm. burnout. Yes. Um, which I think is really, really informative and important for you know. And I know the conference isn't just for women, although it's a little aimed toward women. But mm-hmm. anybody's welcome. But um, if anybody's interested, um, you can go hear Dr. Dr. Kate talk in person at the West Women's Conference on October or Leadership West. Conference. Yeah. yeah, I joined West like a couple years back, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" Mm-hmm. Like just being around other women who are in this community doing things, doing big things, yep. and um, you know, I talked to, I was talking to um, Nikki and Lexi one day, and I was just like, "Y'all, like." this is amazing work, but, and I, I, Malik and I are both always talking about burnout and we're always pointing Mm -hmm. out. And so I was like, I think I saw, um, Lexi at, 
that I saw her downtown and I was just like, Lexi, like we need to talk about this. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be a thing. And then she's like, okay, okay, you're right. You're right. Yes, and that's major. So being able to do two is really exciting because that means I get to get to more people because, yeah. you know, if, if we can learn how the signs and symptoms of burnout and how to prevent it, like the whole world's going to be a better place. Without a doubt. Yeah. And for people to be more mindful of themselves and when they start to feel themselves slipping in some kind of way and then, you know, correcting, um, totally critical. Cause I think you're doing a morning session and an afternoon session, right? Is that how it's working? I believe so. Okay. I think I looked at the agenda in any case, I haven't looked at the in agenda. In any <laughs> case, you'll have two opportunities if you attend the conference. So, so and do that's it. My anniversary. Really? Yeah. How fun. You're I'm we'll be at a conference all day. day. <laughs> hey, buy yourself something nice. There will be mm-hmm. some vendors. So Malika, your, uh, discipline is actually very, um, how would I describe it? Sensitive, maybe? Because you really, so you you will talk to individuals, but mm-hmm. your focus is more on family or couples counseling. Correct. Yes. So my focus, so individuals I can still see. Mm-hmm. I have a, so one of my niche areas is women who identify as anxious attachment. Yes, I saw pleasing. that. I saw that. Okay, and so tell so, us more about that. So that. Uh, it, that is coming up from just the women that I have worked with in either like a couple setting or individually. And I'm just like, oh, like attachment. Like you are anxiously attached thinking, oh my God, is he going to call me? Did I say the right thing? Yes. What am I doing? Am I, I going to get fired? That was Maybe me I as a young, younger person, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And sometimes I was avoidant. Really? <laughs> I'm jealous of you. I wish yeah. I was avoidant. Um, I was like, oh, leave me. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do I need to do more to like fix it? Fix yeah, it, right? same. And so, which then when we think about it, we're like, oh, maybe we're just like overthinking it. Or the advice that we get is like, don't worry about it. Or let's just say Kate's our friend. She's going to be like, girl, he ain't going to leave you. Do you know what prize you are? And <sighs> you're the he- best kind. Yes, you're the best kind of friend. It, but then our anxious attachment is like, yeah, but that's just Kate. Like, mm-hmm. Not me, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, nah, they're like boomerangs. They'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's true. I'm telling you as an almost 40-year-old woman, it's true. <laughs> it is true. It is true. And so I have found such, like, those are some of my most joyous sessions um, with these women who do identify this because, like, the goal is to go to secure, right? To have that secure attachment. Yes. And then the thing with people-pleasing, we're going to continue to do it, but if we can be a little more mindful and know why we're doing it and why and work on not doing it yeah you get those dopamine hits when you like set a boundary so now i like love it and i'm like i fucking know my word <laughs> yes but also know that i can say no and if someone gets mad at me they get mad at me and life goes on but i'm taking care of myself because i'm not willing to put myself on the like the back burner to appease someone yes else that's so beautiful and so that was a process and a journey in myself and so I love that. And then when it comes to couples, couples are my, my jam. Girl, some of the things that I saw that y'all will, uh, the, the subjects that y'all will broach yeah, so are can, so personal, but important to it discuss. It is important. And so like I can work from couples who are um, struggling to reconnect after infidelities. Um, that is one topic where I feel like um, being in that situation, you're like, who can I tell that's not going to judge me? And that who's going to give me some solid advice because we're quick to say in society, if I was you, I wouldn't do this mm-hmm. or I would do this. But then so when we're true. really in it, we're like, oh, damn. 100%. What am I going to do? So, so right? true. Yeah, and you so don't like, know until you're in them. it. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah it's really easy for you to say. Them. Just Absolutely. leave her, this and that. And so having, um, being able to help them decide what they want to do, if they want to rekindle, if they want to, whatever the possibilities um that is one of my specialties, as well as um, sex therapy and like really being open with what your desires are. What are the um, like sexual discrepancies that are going on? Um, one thing that I notice, especially just working, it, it's a cultural thing too, right? Um, and generation at times, but being able to know like how do I like to be pleased? Mm -hmm. And can I communicate that effectively to my partner? Or do I just say, don't touch me there? 
Right. Or do I say, no, that really feels good when you touch me here. I want you to apply a little more pressure. Mm -hmm. Or I don't like when you touch me here because it reminds me of a past trauma. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm open to share it with you or ready to share it with you, but I just want you to respect that I don't want you to touch. And a partner being able to say like, absolutely, I get that. And that could be both men and women who have of course, um, had a um, sexual trauma. And so, yeah, it gets... It gets lively in my office. I I love it. I love. That's why it. we put her in the back in my yeah. office, right? Yeah, so people know the like there's no yeah, risk scream, of whatever you yeah. talk there about. No do. one's gonna hear you. But, but so important to talk about and bring into the light because in my household, you know, growing up, like these kinds of things were not discussed. You know, mm-hmm. as we gotten older, my parents are a little bit more relaxed, I guess, because we made it out fine (laughs) so now it's a little bit more open you know but like there's no way you know what I mean and so the fact that you are providing the space I mean the both of Mm y'all to talk for people to talk about like their deepest yeah I remember one qualities Kate and I were talking to someone and um she and of course me so I'm just like oh and then your vulva and your vagina and this and that and this and and she's like Oh my god! The way that you talk about it, I want to be able to do that. And of course, oh, it was because I was an expert witness for a case, and there was like a choking situation. Oh wow! Yeah. And she was like, "He said it was sexual." The lawyer came up and she was like, "Well, he said it was sexual." So I was explaining, like, "Yeah, well, mm-hmm. a lot of people do like to be choked during mm-hmm. sex." And I kind of like was explaining. And then Malika walked by, and I was like, "Malika, do you want to give her a little more about this?" And then she's like went off and the lawyer was just looking like what the <laughs> hell did I just walk yeah. into we were giving like a whole TED talk about kinks hey yeah. I mean and I, but y'all's knowledge is valuable and I was like oh maybe I need to do I need to like calm it down but like nah yeah it's an attorney <laughs> yeah, yeah doc, Dr. Kate would have told you yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm glad you touched on that because you are also involved in forensic counseling and so how did this come to be so right before we started Evolve, and I was still just me on my own, um, I was getting more and more court cases, mainly because since I grew up in it, I'm, I was always here at this office with all these lawyers and judges that they know, um, they know me and they know how I am not scared of them either. And I'll tell the truth and I don't really like fake stuff. And if I don't know something, I'm the first one to tell you. Mm-hmm. And so um, they were like, when can I use you on this case? When can I use you on I was like, what do you mean use me on a case? Like, what are you saying? And they were like, well, we have this custody case and we need an expert. Can you be an expert? I was like, you're the lawyer. I don't know. Can I be an expert? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you asking me these questions, right? So I did extra training to, be, to become, because they don't really teach you about, they yeah. tell you like what to do with the subpoena and that's about it in grad school. So I had to get more training because I was like, I don't know. My dad would tell me like, oh, you can do this or that I'm like I don't trust yeah you you're all right saying. now I would like ask my mom like and she my mom would be like yeah we see stuff in the appellate court and you know and I was like I need to learn yes right? and there's not a lot of people in town who are mental health professionals that will testify most people do mm-hmm. not most counselors are not trained and do not want to right okay I get that people hear subpoena and are like stay away yeah because I mean because when you're testifying you're going to be cross-examined yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay so so and I get it. that was my life so i'm like sure yeah, no like problem. i can use this trauma for something great <laughs> um so the first time i had to testify it was in a murder case a woman who um had accidentally ran over her husband and um she came to me for grief counseling so i was just here counseling her and then i got subpoenaed and then they were like Whoa. well can you speculate about what mental um, state she was in during this time. I was like, well, no, because I know enough to know I'm not an expert. I'm a character witness. And as a character witness, I can't speculate. And they're like, well, how do I make you, or how do you become an expert? I'm like, again, y'all are the lawyers. I don't know, but I know there's supposed to be a hearing. So we had a hearing where they asked me all kinds of questions, like every class I took, everything I TA'd, all the trainings everything all kinds of stuff and they designated me as an expert wow and that was in 2015 so the attorney designated you <laughs> the, ju- the, the judge the judge after they wow. after both attorneys go through every single credential then the judge wow. will say like, okay yeah, so that's how they do it all yeah. right and so it was 2015 it was my first time i was like a newbie and then so i got i became a forensic mental health evaluator 
Um, that was a training. I had to go to Florida. I had to take a test. I had to have an oral exam. I had to write a report. It was a pain in the ass. Sounds got, like Especially it. during the pandemic is when I got that one. And then I started um, working with um, a group that all they did was like these kind of evaluations and I was doing the testing and just kind of learning from them. And so just a few months back, I got my forensic traumatology yes. certification. Congratulations. I a, thank you. I even have a card that goes in my wallet that I can like yes. show people. I haven't, but it's there. No, I mean, I, I, I want to see girl, it. I'll show it. Oh, I showed, yeah, it. Mom, I I showed it at it. the jail one time because at the jail, they were like, we don't know you. You can't come in here. And I was like, I need to meet with my client who's in here. And they were like, well, we don't know who you are. And I was like, do you have anything that shows and I was like, mm, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Traumatologist. Yeah. So tell me, what what's the distinction for a traumatologist? I've never even heard of it. Well, so it's just really people who work with trauma extensively. And so I have worked with, um, I do a lot of immigration reports. I work with a lot of people who are working on their paperwork. And all of them have gone through trauma. So I'm writing the reports on the traumas that they've been to in their evaluation. I do it with the um, car accident cases and mm -hmm. I write a report to show the attorneys how these invisible, because the invisible injuries can, mm, yes. be, can be debilitating. For sure. And so a lot of court cases, it's like you look fine. Yep. You know, you're so not antiquated. going to a doc, you know, right. you're not going to a doctor. So I come in and I do all these evaluations to show if, PTSD is a factor and how that's going to affect their life moving forward. So mm -hmm. I pretty much look at people's traumas, figure it out. Last week I had to testify in um it was an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon situation and so my job was to go in and I treated this guy for a couple years and I testified as to like this is why his fight or flight response is this way because of these PTSD factors. This is what he's done to work on him. This is you know, how he has been moving forward and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I testify on all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, you do. Things, My it's goodness. It's really yeah. fun. Well, <laughs> you know, it's so interesting to me that your career has developed in this way where you're around law. Boomerang. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you're perfect for it. You know well, what I mean? You. I mean, because like you said, you're enjoying yourself and you're yeah. helping people. I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah, and and also like the first, oh my God, that first time I went to testify at the courthouse, my dad, my mother, and my husband were all sitting there <gasps> like it was a fucking recital. <laughs> they were all- You're doing great, honey. <laughs> yes, and I was just like, oh my God, like this is so embarrassing. It's like, I was having flashbacks of being like a political dancer. Yeah. Like, and they're all standing there just watching me and waiting for me to mess up. Oh my gosh. Um, but I remember I was in the hallway and this other lawyer came up and they were like, hey, we really want to hire you for this or this. And then I hear my dad from behind me yell, she's not a whore. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And anyone who knows my dad knows that that was his favorite word. Yes. But that's a whole other, whole other <laughs> topic. <laughs> but he, would, he explained because so many expert witnesses are paid to say certain things. Right. So if they pay you extra, you might testify a little better in their right. situation. So my dad dad and my mom and his friends they all like put it in my head like do not do not be a whore yeah. <laughs> like do not let them they're gonna try to pay you extra if they try to pay you extra this is what they're gonna want you to do and like you were too young you just started this don't screw it up so early and it was true. I have had people be like, well, we'll pay you double. And I'm like, red flag. Yes, no, big but, time. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. That's a no for us. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of the lawyers in town that use me know that I'm not always going to say what they've said. So yep. I've gone and done evaluations and I've been like, it's not good. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to look good for you. Yep. You know, like, and so they And know. you're forthcoming with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, in fact, I told a lawyer today, I was like, I don't think you want me, like, I don't think I'm for this case. Yeah. You know, and so because I'm honest, because I've seen people get in trouble, I think that's why. Yeah. Well, you say what needs to be said. You're yeah. not, you know, tiptoeing around anything or blowing smoke or anything. And that is very valuable. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I, and when I love it when they try to bring me down to like when they like 
will be like, how much experience do you have? How many times have you testified? Or da, da, da. And I'm just like, I don't take it personal because I, I remember my dad That's doing right. that. I remember That's seeing, right. watching in court when they would try to like disqualify somebody. Yeah, yeah. They'll totally try to discredit you. I mean, it's all for to win, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and that also makes you a really powerful character because you know how the game is played and you don't let it affect you. Yeah. You'd yeah. be like, this motherfucker trying to... What? <laughs> what I really like about it, too, is so Kate works with other clinicians right and so she's starting so as therapists we all have to have like continuing education and so thank you for bringing this up yeah, too so you're like CEUs, reading my mind yes um and so we have she is creating like a ceu for like being able to testify how to gain that confidence how to know um, a little more of the language. Not that you're going to, you know, walk out of the training and be a lawyer, but you will be a little more equipped, a Excellent. lot more equipped, feeling confident and knowing what you can say, what you can say, what assessments you should use, which ones for this and that. That is third. very valuable. And so I, I love that. I love that. I love that. And yeah. speaking of resources, similar so that mm -hmm. this is what you were saying is specific to ceus but on your website you guys also have ebooks for yep. people um for sale so one is how to be a better lover i believe mm -hmm. and then the other one oh, what's the other one and then i have my date night guide i didn't see the date night guide i'm not sure that one's up okay yeah it's on the little banner part okay i mean i must so have you have to follow me on on social media okay at oh good okay can yeah. we do that all right all. all right follow us both follow yeah us both. well i am follow. i am following the both of y'all okay, and okay. i'm following you all but there was another oh the ultimate refresh the ultimate yes. refresh is also on there mm -hmm. so if people are interested in kind of like taste testing like some of the things that y'all talk about that's one way to go about it on yeah. the website which i think is really cool the yeah. ultimate refresh is a workshop so it's a video so kate and i go through slides you'll see us on the um on the slide itself um, which is really good because, you know, at the beginning of the year, I'll, I'll say anytime, but at the beginning of the year, people are like, I'm going to have these goals yes. and then they fall through. Oh yeah. And so we're firm believers, like you can start anew anytime, mm -hmm. right? And then the ebook is be your best lover. And so it is marketed towards couples, but anyone can take it. And so lover is an acronym that stands for listen, understand, validate, empathize. And then the R is repeat. Um, my professor came up with that, but then I added on the repair and the restore. Okay, very and good. So I've done a couple of workshops on it, but the ebook is, I'm like, we can love her anyone, love our partners, love our parents, yes. love our kiddos. And so. And I was wondering why the spelling. Now it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That, because like, y'all just really have figured out a way to really help people in different areas. So whether it's people wanting to schedule services, mm -hmm. um, whether it's attending workshops, because you guys do provide workshops do. Um, or public speaking events, um, to something like them being able to self-study, um, self-paced mm -hmm. study with the workshop or through the ebook. It's just fantastic. Yeah, because a, lo oh, no, no, uh, a lot of people, you know, maybe aren't ready to dive mm -hmm. in they're not ready for therapy but yes. they do want a little extra help and that's cool too and so the workshops have been really helpful and we kind of listen to what people say so yeah. um like for instance one time we had a lot of people saying um i'm like they're empaths right and they're mm -hmm. the people that everyone tells all their problems to in their family right but they might be an accountant or they right. might work at you know the base or something and they're like i don't Know what Feel, to say. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm saying the right thing. I don't even know what bipolar means in reality. And so we did a mental health 101. Mm -hmm. And so we just went over all Ooh. the usual crap that's out there that people hear and think they know, but they yes. don't. And it was like, what do I say when somebody commit, like says that they want to commit suicide? Like, what am I supposed to do? What wow. am I not supposed to say? Yes. We did another one. Um, Andy did one for teens, the parents of teens. Like how it, to understand the teen's mind. That's, how to get them to talk. Because amazing. so many people think they're like, I asked them what's wrong and they don't tell me. Well, yep. let, let, let's explain yeah. to you a little bit. There's a little more finesse yeah. involved. Yeah. yeah. So so do they, did they want to come to therapy? They weren't ready. And then none of them were ready. But to come to a one, two hour workshop to get like a little bit to understand, they were ready for that. And yeah. so we kind of like we're always open we have people call us and they're like hey would you have a group on this this or that and we're just like um let's talk to the clinicians who would be best for that mm -hmm. okay like we can figure that out 
and then we go from there. Yeah. It's like I said, I mean, the fact that y'all are willing to listen to others, you know, fulfill the needs for them um, in so many different ways, I think really makes y'all stand out uh, in the best kind of way. For people who are ready for therapy, how do they go about, you know, getting in here and scheduling? Mm -hmm. How does that work? The best way I would say is either to call or on our website, you can book a 15 minute consultation. I feel like that is the best way because one, you get to tell, like verbally talk to um, the provider that you're thinking about and, um, and we can get you scheduled that way. For those that are like, I don't want to talk on the phone. That's a little anxiety provoking. What do I do? You could either um, text Dana. Um, she can help you get set up or you can do it online on our website. It's super easy, super user friendly. Um, yeah, you'll have a great website. Thank you. And just knowing that the hardest part is booking the appointment, right? And so I'm like, book the appointment. The time is now. Like if you've been pondering and thinking about like, I don't know, should I, should I not? I'm like, I always tell people, what do you have to lose? Like, what do you have to lose? There's so much to gain. Coming to therapy is definitely an investment, right? Yes. An investment into yourself, yes. into the life that you want. And we support you on your investment. Um and so, yeah. And another thing to add is that we we are private pay. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't accept insurance. Um, and the reason for that, there's lots of reasons, but um, there's many great providers in town who do accept insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some wonderful colleagues we send people to all the time. Um, but for us, it was a very conscious decision because when I did accept insurance, when I was just starting out, um, I was very confined to what I do. So let's yeah. say you come to us because you're having um, work stress. You're feeling burnt out. Well, I have to diagnose you to get your insurance to pay. But we here see so many people that don't have a diagnosis. Right. They don't it, meet the criteria. Right. right. Yeah. And the, is it the insurance that dictates the criteria? Yeah. 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 And, and then, how many sessions you can have. Yeah. And how often and uh, what treatment modality we use. And right. what tiny and what percentage we get paid right. and, and those kind of things. And so um it was just kind of like too confining. And I stopped taking it because I was doing so much stuff with the court. Yes. Right. And then also like some people really don't want to have like their diagnosis out there. Exactly. You know, like when you get a new insurance and they're like, hey, I saw you had this, For sure. this and that. And, For sure. Yes. You know, some people are like, no, you know, we had a lot of people that didn't want to go to the VA, for instance. Mm -hmm. They wanted to go outside at like an outside service where right. it's just here. So we... We have no third party. So if somebody comes to us, they book with us. They don't need a referral. Right. They don't need to talk to yes. their insurance. See, that, that's nice. They don't not having to, to jump through all the hoops. Care doctor yeah, so you just come. Yeah, and so we're able to see people right away. Um, a lot of times, like depending on the therapist's availability, like mm -hmm. we're able to get people in right away. Yes. And it's just straightforward. There's no surprises. Yes. Like it's right. just, you're coming for this, this is how much it's going to cost. And, you know, also, being able to do that, not having to deal with insurance, you're not going to have a therapist who's as, like, burnt out. Like, yeah. for yep. us, it was like the agency life wasn't fitting for us at this time in our lives. Like, we're not seeing 9 to 10 plus people a yeah. day. Like, that's just not our work model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you are really able to sit with your client be with them remember things so and you're not good. rushing between that's sessions so good. like yes oh my gosh i have to fit all these people in so yep. i as the clinician can pay my bills too you know and yep. so and there's some therapists who can do that with ease and that is awesome yeah. they're superheroes um but for us it just didn't go with what we were looking for yeah no that's fantastic and and so what uh, going back to what you had said about the website and it it's a great website is also thank you y'all are it. it's so good and it's I also very looks good uh. um, it, it's amazing but also all the information you would need is there including cost y'all are very upfront about costs mm -hmm. which is wonderful you're very upfront about the insurance situation which another point that i think needs to be emphasized about you know choosing not to take insurance is that sometimes y'all want to uh suggest preventative measures for people yes. and insurance does not cover that and i 
it, it, it just drives me insane. The yeah. whole insurance thing drives me insane, especially when you're trying to keep people better and, and the preventative thing. Um, I talked to a physical therapist who said the same thing. She's like, I would love to be able to assign people preventative treatment, but uh, insurance doesn't like that. And that's, yeah. I love that y'all pointed that out. Mm -hmm. um, but so, like one thing we've done a lot lately, like all of us have had, and I guess it's because the divorce rates have been really high, like post pandemic. Mm -hmm. We've helped a lot of people go through divorces. Okay. Mm -hmm. we've had whether it's in like couples that will come in and they're like already made the decision but need help keeping things peaceful or for me I help them co-parent that's one of the oh, things wow. I do um, or the kids who are having to deal with like being in the middle that's not something to put there's no co <laughs> there's no like help someone through divorce, right. like yeah. insurance right but it's kind of a thing that we've had I don't know if it's because I go to court so much for divorces or Malika's amazing couples therapist so they're like well if she can help couples after infidelity she can help it's us truly keep our goodness. shit together during a divorce yes yeah. so but that's like an example of something that that's would preventative yeah yeah it's yeah preventative care yeah, yeah and um your services are so incredibly valuable I am blown away by you ladies uh, Malika and Dr Kate thank you so much for being here with me, spending time with me. I know yes. how busy you are. Um, your time is incredibly valuable. Um, so for anybody listening, if you're interested in learning more about them or just Uvolve in general and the services that they offer, because there are a lot, please visit please visit uvolvehealingcenter.com. You can also find them on social media. So on Instagram, it's at Uvolve. At Uvolve, Facebook, at Uvolve. And we also have our Uvolve Insights. So okay. If you join our newsletter, we will not spam you. Okay, good. We do not write you emails every single day. Because um, we don't have time to write up. We don't have time to write up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to do that. But at least once or twice a month, you'll get some Evolve insights. So just like free nuggets of like how to cope with just living. Right? That's wonderful. Oh, and there's also a blog on the website as well. There so there, there's some blog uh, write-ups on the website as well. There's a ton of information mm -hmm. on there. Like I said, if you're interested in uh, having sessions with either one of these ladies or any of their other clinicians, there's also costs there, frequently asked questions, um, and bios for the clinicians so that you can review and, and determine who might you know work best. And then you can, of course, schedule that 15-minute consultation that they were talking about. For Late. free. For free. Okay, see, that that's that's a big yeah. deal. And also, if anybody's interested in seeing Dr. Kate speak, you can. You'll have two opportunities on October 18th at the West Wim uh, Leadership Conference. And again, thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much.